I love the chase and the hunt and I set the pace when I'm running. I always take what I want and I always give it 100. Don't need a bank, no, I'm funded. Play the game like it's nothing. I'm always thankful for something. Don't take for granted, stay humble. Now wake up! What's up, everybody, and welcome to The Comment Riders. I'm your host, Josh Meek, the Uber Geek, joined, as always, by my good friend, Toby Tobes. How's it going, Toby? Pretty good, Josh. We're warning everybody up front that right now there's a crazy thunderstorm in my house. So if this is extra <laughs> disjointed or if Josh sounds confused, it's probably because my power went out and he talked about talked to himself. And then we had yep. to recut the episode to make it sound normal. Yeah, this might end up being an episode that's hard for me to edit. <laughs> uh, or, or maybe you just hear some extra uh, thunder ambiance in the background. Who knows? You hear Josh go, Toby? Are you there? Toby? <laughs> And then I cut back in. <laughs> yeah, and then, then that seamless, perfectly, perfectly in, in there. Uh, Toby, we're here today to talk about Commodore Geeks episode forty, and I'm gonna I'm gonna do a better job now. I'm gonna say up front, if you have listened to our show before and you like it, consider giving us a thumbs up. Uh, consider subscribing either on YouTube or on your favorite podcast platform. Uh, we have a lot of we have a lot of listeners on Spotify, Toby. So if you're listening on Spotify, go ahead and. And subscribe to us there. I love uh, Spotify. What a great system. Of it's things. a good system that totally doesn't give bad people like Joe Rogan money. Um, no, I Spotify is fine, I guess. <laughs> uh, that was sure, a hell of a sales pitch for our most popular platform. <laughs> I, 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 I do nothing if not bite the hand that feeds, Toby. <laughs> um, and uh, we also have a Patreon, so consider signing up for our Patreon. The majority of the people of the people that watch and listen to the show aren't actually subscribed. So if you like it, consider consider subscribing. Anyway, sales pitch over. We're talking about episode forty, like I said today. But uh, hopefully, Toby doesn't die, like we were saying. In the meantime, <laughs> if I yeah, that's, I guess that's the uh, that'd be like the surprise outcome. Where I oh, actually yeah. just like never come back, and Joshua just releases an episode where I make some horrible like stupid joke to him. And you just never hear from me again. The funny thing, like, if, if this was like an episode of Geats, that's what would happen. It'd be like the big twist ending it would be like, you just never return. You just fade away. But, well, see, it, but would then, on the, it would depend on the show, though. Because like, if we're going to use Geats, then obviously you, the hero, would have to figure out how to get me to come back. Alternatively, uh, we'll be finishing up watching Kamen Rider Black Sun later. And if it was that show... I would get struck directly by the lightning. Josh would see me explode and there'd be no coming back from that ever. Actually, if it was Geats, that's totally true of Black Sun. You're hundred <laughs> percent. If it was Geats, you're assuming that you're the hero here. Really? You're more like the, da- the, the like Daichi role where you fade away and then you come back like four episodes later as like a bigger villain than you were to begin with. <laughs> that works too. As long as yeah. I'm coming back, I really don't care. You you show back up on the podcast. Your face is painted. You're just like you're just chomping on on Jamato for some reason. It's just it's perfect. Yeah, <laughs> and, and that's that's the role I think you fill in my head. <laughs> well, like so. Speaking of our Patreon, uh, we were made, we were informed the other day in there, which is a cool place to hang out. Just for the record, uh, that basically Josh and I are both drivers of cars. To use <laughs> yeah. a an yeah. apt comparison to what the conversation is going right now. And if Josh, if Josh was driving, the car ride would be like, hey, Toby, I'm coming to get you. All right, let's go do some stuff. All right, cool. You know, we're having a nice time together. We're hanging out. And alternatively, if Toby went to pick up Josh, I would be d- driving 60 down Josh's road, jam on the brakes, scream, Josh, get the fuck in the car, and then take off while Josh is terrified of what just happened. <laughs> yeah, the the um, this was an analogy for how you and I host podcasts differently. <laughs> um, 
which is pretty accurate, I think. Like, there's still there's a, there's a there's an air of like unpredictability, I think, to both of them. But there's definitely more of an air of danger when you're <laughs> when you're behind the wheel. <laughs> I, I I truly appreciate the fact, like, like I know you talk to me like not on the podcast and like normal things, uh-huh. and I appreciate that somehow, like, after all these years, the actual like vibe I've given off on the internet is like <laughs> crazy getaway driver. <laughs> <laughs> compared to like the mellow person i think i actually am so yeah. that's, that's pretty exciting overall that is, that is pretty exciting i also like <laughs> and just like that toby we had our, our <laughs> there first was the first power. break <laughs> <laughs> um as we were fading i'm not sure where we left off but as we were fading out i was saying that i think in real life you are very even keel I, th- I think you're right you're you're a little bit less of the crazy getaway driver vibe but you have you have these little spikes of insanity that that are even more uh, crazy in the moment because you're you're overall pretty even. <laughs> I, th- I think that's what makes it the best. That, that's what really adds to the the thrill of getting in the getaway car with me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think I think that's fair. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. so usually I wouldn't rush you, but I think we should start the actual show okay. <laughs> just in case it should start to get bad here. <laughs> <laughs> that ma- that makes a lot of sense. Um, First, let's jump into a quick email before we start talking about the actual show, though. Because let's do it. We got I, I got beef. That's that's really the the, the moral of this email. Uh, that's, email. That's the best Wendy's slogan. I got beef. Yeah, that's that's uh, Wendy's and the comment writers both have the beef. Um, uh, this, this email comes in from Kieran. Kieran says, first up, Josh, your pronunciation is horrendous." <laughs> okay, first of all, Kieran, screw you. <laughs> All right, so Kieran says, so we talked about <laughs> we talked about uh, a Sentai season last episode that is called Hur- Hurricaneger. I didn't pronounce it as Hurricaneger. <laughs> I pronounced it as something horrifically different than Hurricaneger. Uh, Kieran says, Hurricaneger is just hurricane plus jur, as in ranger, not whatever the hell you said it was. <laughs> See, we're, we're always learning. We're always learning. Um, so my explanation for Hurricaneger is in my head, I had always said it as Hurricaneger. But when I read it in the moment on the on the podcast last time, I realized that it is like it ends with N-E-G-E-R. And I realized in my head, like, oh, this is probably not pronounced Hurricaneger, like Ranger. Like it probably is like a different sound. So I tried really quickly to figure out what that would sound like as I was saying it out loud, and it didn't work out. And then I was just wrong in the in overall. Anyway, it is pronounced Hurricaneger. Anyway, uh, number one, don't care. Gary <laughs> <laughs> goes on to say, also, it's Go Sager, which I would have let you off with, but Go Say was the mentor's name in Megaforce and yeah, used in the Megazord names, so you should know better. I feel like Go Say and Go Sai is pretty similar. Like, like I mean, like, I feel like that's on the level of like the main guy from Street Fighter is Ryu or Ryu, and like yes, the one's correct and one's not, but they're pretty similar. Kind of who cares, right? Or Mar- uh, Mario and Mario, same thing. Uh, yeah, I, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I guess if I want to to be correct about this Go Sager thing, I will have to agree on the Mario front, which Hell I'm not yeah, super happy about. <laughs> Uh, Kieran also says, now I'm done with that. I didn't recognize Daiichi either, so you weren't alone. That's good to hear. I'm glad to hear no, other see? people. No, 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 no. Now you swing at him and say, but smarter people knew it was Pidgey, and now you can make fun of Kieran if you want to. 
I think I think Kira knows that by saying this, he is he is casting his lot in with some some very uh, uninformed, people. <laughs> horrible people. <laughs> uh, Kieran says to to continue the name puns because we were talking about kind of the the puns with all the character names and the the writer names. Uh, the nine tailed fox is the Kyubi no Kitsune. Uh, it was mentioned Geats Nine is meant to be Kitsune. His weapon is called the QB Nine. <laughs> so there's the pun. The Kyubi K Y U U B I becomes the letter Q, the letter B, the the number nine. That's cute. That's cute, Toby. I think it's funny that they that the people out there they give you issue, issues and static about your pronunciation of things, uh-huh. and they just give you more hard words to say. Right? Like we know we, we know Josh has this problem, so here's three more Japanese <laughs> names that you need to try to pronounce now, just so we can make fun of you again next week. When you say has this problem, it sounds like I have some disease or something. <laughs> <laughs> like Josh has this problem. <laughs> you might. Who, you don't, I don't know, Josh. That's you might. true. That's true. Uh, I feel like I did pretty well on that one, though. Uh, but anyway, uh, we'll we'll see next week when people write in. <laughs> uh, Kieran says, I went down the rabbit hole a while back looking at the origins of all the writer names. Yes, all of them, even the ones that only appeared for two seconds. Don't worry, I won't go through them all, but there were some where even the character name had a pun slash meaning. I think the most interesting I saw was Neon. Uh, Kieran explains. So Neon replaced Akari. That was the original sister. Uh I- Go on. Yeah. No, no. I was okay. going to say, go ahead. I was just, I was <laughs> so, affirmative, affirmative thing with you. To... Okay. Got it. Got it. Uh, Akari basically means light in Japanese and neon is an artificial form of light, obviously. So neon is the artificial Akari. They replaced Akari. That's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. That's like the best. That's the best pun they could have did. <laughs> or whatever you want to call that. I guess it's kind of a pun or like a cool or deep me- cut. A metaphor. Yeah. Um, Kieran says we never get these clever names in Western shows. Yeah, because I think I think in general, like names don't have as much meaning here. Like like someone being named Light is not a thing that you would see in the West as often, right? Yeah, like I, people, I don't think that's like, I don't think that's like a popular twenty twenty three child name. People are named like John and stuff here, uh, which which aren't as as deep in meaning. But I think I think it's much more common in japan and i guess maybe just eastern countries in, in general of like names to have deeper meaning and have this sort of like my name means this and means this and means this kind of all wrapped up together uh and we yeah we just we don't attach any of that meaning to names which makes it much harder to you know have meaningful character puns i guess well so i i guess it's more of a, a general culture thing because like realistically all of our names mean something like, do they though i mean like yeah like so only because it seems ridiculous to me like the name toby means god is good in hebrew but <laughs> okay. i'm very american and all that like i'm sure josh means something like we have it it's just probably not i'll look it up I'll look up what my name means josh wait i think mine is definitely biblical Joshua means it's Hebrew, meaning Yahweh is salvation. God is salvation. Yeah, it makes yeah. you a, makes Josh makes the name Josh a powerful choice for religious families of faith. <sighs> but see, all we names, all have them now. See, we yeah, all have them now. I guess all names are just going to end up being like God's pretty sick. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Here, here's now one. You can, now you can continue, unless you have a good one. 
Uh, I was going to look up another simple name like John. Here, oh, here's, here's Jack. Uh, Jack is a derivative of John. All right, let's go look at John. Uh, <laughs> John means Yahweh is gracious. Yes, every name is just like God is good. God is great. God is wonderful. God is God is dope. God makes the best peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. That, that's what all English names are. Now we can continue. <laughs> all right, fine. <laughs> Kieran, thanks very much for the email. If you would like to send us an email, uh, like our good friend Kieran did, you can do that. Send those over to cast at commonwritersucks.com. Toby, without further ado, let's jump into discussing Common Writer Geats. We're on episode 40 now, which is a very high number. It's like, very high, and it's almost the highest. This is the highest number we've seen so far. It's yeah, it's it's the highest common writer number that you've ever seen. You've never you've never gone this high before. And I mean, and to be fair with that, after number one was also the highest common writer <laughs> number I've ever seen. That's true. That that's been a fact that's been true every week. <laughs> uh, but but none more true than now. Uh, so what's what's been happening in in the common writing, Toby? What happened? What happened last episode? Uh, Geats has started the grand tradition of rebuilding the world in his in his own image, much like <laughs> <laughs> we just talked about. <laughs> yeah, much like Yahweh. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and then he's slowly said like he has to. He is the one that's going to fight everybody. Uh, he doesn't want to force anyone re- to rejoin and fight off the new Geomoto, which are basically like little earworms that yeah. grow in vials from evil Pidgey, and they they poison people, and you have to blast them out of them to save the to save the human. We open with a fight scene here that is, it's one of those like classic Geats, like music plays over the fight scene things. Um, but uh, he, yeah, it's, it's him just like killing these Giamato. He like uses one of his like brain tails to uh, put, put neon safely away from the fight. And then he just does these matrix moves, killing these little parasites and stuff. It's pretty, it's a pretty funny little fight. And the as a general statement, this whole episode, at least it's the most I've ever noticed that, Almost every musical scene, or not every <laughs> music scene, almost every scene seems like it has music, but not music that's like they drop in like the opening theme song a lot when it's like hype time. Yeah. But this one had music almost the entire time in general. And I feel like I never noticed that before if it was here, or this one's supposed to be like extra special. And that's why there's so much music. Yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll talk about sort of, I guess, what happens at the end of the show, but I think that maybe they. <laughs> maybe they cared a little bit more because of what was going on towards the end uh but i think i think in general the 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 i guess uh score of of commoner geats has gotten a little bit more adventurous lately like they definitely have been doing way more blatant like dropping in the theme song stuff and playing with the music like when he shushed the the recording down and stuff like that so yeah i mean like i think i think they're just paying attention in general more to, to music it seems like um but yeah i definitely noticed it this episode as well that just even outside the theme being in places it's like there's there's kind of orchestral stuff happening and flourishes here and there you talked about uh ace giving the other writers a chance to join in for themselves and very quickly now buffa and kawa are joining up because they head back to the lounge with ace they say that they met baroba and kakara and now they both want to join in the DGP. They thought about it. They thought about their new life decisions they could make. And they're like, you know, there's nothing else. There's nothing better to do right now. 
let's go have fun together one last time. <laughs> I, do, I do appreciate that they both had reasons for it. Like K was was like, hey, I still want to revive the DGP people who died, but we also need to keep protecting the people who are alive right now. Like, that's reasonable. I like that. Uh, that's actually probably the most reasonable. Yeah, I think so. And Buffus is like, yeah, Baroba and the Giamato are still like leftover trash that I need to clean up. <laughs> <laughs> I still hate them all. Uh, let's take care of some business here. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so I, yeah, I like I like they're back in. I like that the gang is is together, all albeit briefly here. Uh, and then I also thought thought it was very cute so when Sarah finds out that Kawa is a writer again. She just decides like, well, I can't talk you out of it, so I'll just go get a second job to support your heroics. <laughs> <laughs> what a good sister! It was it's, it was so like realistic too. Of like, you're gonna be busy being a superhero, so like someone's still going to have to support us. Like someone's still going to have to make money. I feel like more shows should, um, should cover that. Like you obviously can't be Spider-Man and have a real job at the same time. So what are we going to do here? <laughs> That's one of those weird things where like when people rewatch shows too many times in general, it gets to the point where they're like, Hey, well, you know, why don't we ever see what they're doing on the boring parts? Like, Oh, they're all so rich. They have jobs. We don't know what they do for work. And like, no one really cares about that. Yeah. I feel like that's usually avoided. As like we don't need like the true backstory. We can work around a little uh, a little TV magic here and just be like, oh yeah, she's okay. They have a house. Someone's taking care of something, I guess. See, I'm always I'm always the person who thinks about that stuff the first time through. Like, I know it's like it's designed to just like I don't forget it. It's all it's all happy. Who cares? Um, But I'm the person who sits there and watches Friends and be like, how do they have this big fucking apartment? What what are they doing? Like. Like why are why are why are these people all hanging out in the middle of the day in the middle of the week? I don't know. That always is the first thing in my mind. <laughs> my uh, apparently my brain just doesn't let me enjoy things. Yeah, apparently not. <laughs> uh, speaking of Baroba and Kekar, we find out that they are uh, continuing to plot with the enemy. They meet up with uh, Samasu, the new producer, and the new game master, Mister Hoopy Ring Boy, and. Um, Basically, the Game Master offers them these, like, premium black cards in exchange for helping them make uh, Sumi the new goddess. So and they were very like, cool looking. I was like, one, one more toy sale here for sure. Yeah, one for more. sure. Yeah. And they, they have, like, they have, um, what, Buffa's ID on them and Kawa's ID on them. So clearly, like, I think they're cards they're going to give to the writers or, like, somehow related to the writers that they're supporting or like anti-supporting. <laughs> um, I, I, yeah. I don't really understand what the relationship now is between these. It's like, like they're kind of supporters, but really they're, they're rooting for bad things to happen for both of them. So. Well, yeah. And like, um, Kekara's definitely switched for like, he's supposed to be his buddy, but his whole idea at this point seems to be like, I want this kid as miserable as possible. Cause it's going to make him the best. I still don't understand how that works. Well, yeah, he like wants him to go on his like his journey through becoming like a real hero. So he has to go through his like Uncle Ben died because of me moment, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> the trials and tribulations. Exactly. Exactly. Well, that's what he's like really, really hoping for. Uh, but Baroba and Kekara are, are, you know, continuing to be shit stirs because then they go meet up with Daiichi. Um this scene was was gross. Like so, Deiji's down in his little like parasite lab. Uh, we find out that Baroba had like rescued slash repaired his ID core, so he can you know transform again. Um, but while he's there, he just like 
he grabs one of those Giamato like seedlings that grow on the tree that like little tiny ones and just like eats it whole. <laughs> and it just is all like dripping down his chin and stuff while he's laughing maniacally. Like dude's a madman. <laughs> he's living his best life right now for sure. <laughs> he is. Yeah. It's, um, it made me a little sad that like, Oh man, like I I'm sad that you've gotten, you've had to be like the, smart conniving bad guy most of this time because you're incredible as the insane just chomping on your <laughs> on your Giamato bad guy like he's really good at that role he's good at, good at kind of both but like holy shit the like insane bad guy he excels at clearly you're like like Arkham Needle was good at crazy Giamato lover but Pidgey's taken to a new level yeah really he really is yeah and uh of course, we talked about Sarah getting a new job. The next scene, she's she's applying for that uh, part-time job. But while she's doing her application, there's a Giamato attack. And uh, they do a real good job here of making you just love Sarah. Because she runs out the second she hears the noise. She sees that it's Giamato. She's not a writer anymore. But she still, like, picks up a, a broom and she's going to, like, attack the Giamato with it. She's, like, fighting him off. Like, what what a hero. What a hero Sarah is. This is where KY gets it from. He had a good, positive influence from his sister. Uh, they must have had a really good upbringing. That's all I can say. Both <laughs> from the parents just, we never saw. Exactly. Both, both just heroes brewing. Uh, while she's trying to fend off the Jamato attack, Daichi shows up out of nowhere. His regular looking form, not his crazy uh, monster eating form. And... Uh, Basically, kind of gives her like a little rundown on the parasites or on the, the Jomato. She like tells her like, oh, there's a stage one where the humans can recover from having been Jomato, but there's a stage two where it doesn't look so good for them. Uh, we don't really see what happens after that, but we find out from Kawa that Sarah never comes home. She texted him and basically said that she ran into Daichi, but after that, she's kind of radio silent. And she never actually ever came home, never showed back up home. So obviously Kawa sends up the, the, the red alert at that point. <laughs> that something... Nothing good ever comes from hanging out with Daiichi. Yep. That's that's for sure. And so Kawa, of course, go go looking quickly for Daiichi. They find him and he kind of like denies really having spent much time with Sarah. But he has this like real sinister smile that, you know, he uh, clearly he clearly knows more than he's letting on. And then the next up, we get a lot of like bouncing around in this episode. There's a lot, lot going on really that kind of uh, happens. But next they're up, trying to, cover, they're trying to cover like multiple stories at the same time on this. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's it's definitely split up pretty tightly. Because uh, then we get a little quick scene with Punk Jack, who runs into the producer and the game master. I thought this was going to be like a way bigger deal than it ended up being. Like when he first walked up. Because one, I thought like, oh, is Punk Jack like like defecting? Is he really a bad guy again? Or is he going to get killed? Like, like he's just like confronting the enemy, which seemed wild. Um, but no, he just like kind of walks up, hears them sort of talking about Sumi. He ends up fighting with the game master. And then like, they just quit fighting suddenly. <laughs> and he says, hey, you need to quit messing with Sumi. She's Ace's sister now. And the game master pats him on the shoulder and basically says like, you need to protect her if you can. <laughs> <laughs> and clearly punk jack is very confused by that as a response and the game master and the producer just walk away just like all right we're out we did our part we said a couple words so i don't really know what's going to come of that but they maybe think they're going to be able to call on punk jack for support down the line or something like that who knows i'm not sure if that was like a planting the seed of of uh of dissent but uh it was it was a weird scene for me 
we we did get to see sort of the first uh fighting from the game master it wasn't transformed but we got to see him do some moves he seems uh he seems limber <laughs> he did like he's, a sweet he's kick. as overpowered as all of them that's for yeah, sure pretty much he did like an elbow block of a punch which made punk jack like shake his hand like it hurt really really <laughs> bad which i thought was pretty good um <laughs> then we uh we head over and we see kind of a split scene so so buffa shows up at the site of where some Giamato attacks had been happening and he finds a cocoon so a Giamato cocoon and he's kind of battling it Giamato pops out he's battling the Giamato while this is happening Keiwa is again confronting Daichi um this normal point, Daichi not weird exactly food eating Daichi Keiwa shows him up against the wall like grabs his collar basically like what did you do with my sister type deal um this at this point like the full mask comes off of daichi he's he says he's going to be the world's new ruler um and he he transforms so so daichi transforms not into his normal rider form but into this new geometo form we've never seen before and it's very like it's it's much more like bug like like i'll say it's like kind of got brown colors to it he looks a little bit more like a grasshopper than the geometo do um it's kind of a cool suit. I like it. I, I, I didn't expect them to have a whole unique look for him. Um, I figured we'd just get either full on Giamato or just full on Rider version of Daichi. I didn't expect this whole completely other suit. Uh, I th- but... think he looks like a cockroach. Yeah, that, that might be what they're going for. Yeah. Think, thinking back now. But uh, he he taunts Kwa at this point too. He transforms and says like, "Oh, your sister's fate m- must have been decided by now. Like basically, her time is up." So Ace sends Kwa out to go uh, sort that out. Basically, Kwa shows up right as Buffa kills his Giamato, and turns out Toby the Giamato was Sarah. <laughs> yes, um, which starts the one of the wildest sequences. I feel like for like the actual humans of the show and not just like the crazy comrade or stuff. Yeah. Please, please like, describe. Uh, they, after Buffa kills Sarah, Jumato, whatever, uh, Kayla happens to run around the corner, just the, the proper time to watch her. Yeah. Watch like, his sister be struck down <laughs> to watch her like dehension, I guess we'll call it or however sure. we're going to talk about the, the virus that goes around now, uh, flies around the corner, sees his sister, look at him, Basically sees his sister die is the best I can yeah. call it, I believe. Uh, Baroba and Kekura are both watching as well. They're both giggling hysterically because they know what's coming here. Uh, Kayla asks Buffa, are you the one that killed my sister? And Buffa like slowly realizes like, oh shit, I actually think I did kill his sister. Yeah. And Kayla like does the crazy dash and throws the biggest haymaker at Buffa, just human on human. And basically just like punches him straight in the face and knocks him out. <laughs> yeah. So I had some interesting things here. One, I I thought it was incredibly dark. Like the death scene wasn't just like she fades away. It's like he goes and holds her in his arms as like she gets wrapped in vines and sort of like pulled into the ground. Um, and, and she's like full on doing the like. Like, oh, you have to still still fight. Like, you know, don't don't let my do this for me. Yeah. Like she's like doing all these these death throws. Um, Super, super dark. Uh, And yet, like you said, like meanwhile, like just giggling in the background from like Baroba and Kekara just makes it especially dark. And then 
my second thing that like really stood out for me, like you said, with Buffa, really great acting on on the actor's part because he, you see it go over his face when he realizes it's Sarah. He has this like, oh shit, like like, it, like eyes wide, yeah, terror, like oh shit, actually, I, he's like, oh, I, I definitely fucked up this time, like. Yeah. <laughs> But in pure Buffa fashion, when K was like, did you kill my sister? He like, he collects himself and he's like, yeah, I did it. Like, it was me. <laughs> like, <laughs> he didn't try to talk him out of it. He didn't try to say I did, but it was an accident or whatever. He just sort of like, he puts his chin up and he's like, yeah, I, I killed your sister. <laughs> uh, and then, I think he like, took the reasonable stance on the inside and was like, I'm proud that he took responsibility because there's really no talking his way out of it. Like, obviously... No. Kawan knows what's going on, but I mean, Buffa still killed her. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think Buffa like quite literally took it on the chin. Like, I mean, he 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 could have dodged Kawa, he could have fought back, but he like he literally stood there and let himself just get decked. Um, because yeah, I think he knew he screwed up. He knew he knew how Kawa was feeling. Knew there wasn't really anything that they could either of them could do. So he just gets he just gets wiped out. <laughs> um. Yeah, so pretty pretty wild, uh, awesome stuff from both guys. Like the just the rage from Kawa was was insane to see, um, and of course Kekera is just going nuts for it because like oh Kawa is like becoming the common writer I always wanted to, wanted him to be now like controlled by rage, <laughs> and, and this leads Toby to a full on like Batman scene because we we get cuts back and forth between Sumi crying, she's kind of like up in the watchtower area she's like crying and praying so clearly like the last time we saw her do that ace came back to life so like maybe she's gonna bring sarah back to life maybe she's going to do something else who knows um and then then it cuts to kawa just sobbing in the rain just on his knees in the rain in the dark and the the way that scene looked i was almost expecting like that's the same dark rainy vibe of my favorite intro scene when Sumi has the gun. So I was kind of hoping for something along those lines, but still not yeah. here. We, we do get something though. So what, what, what happens here in the rain with, uh, with Kawa? He cries and cries and cries. And then it goes, I feel like it fades darker, but it was hard to tell. And then all of a sudden brand new Kawa, Kawa <laughs> two point, Kawa, Kawa Mark two or however the hell it works for him. Yeah. I'm assuming that that's Kawa. Like it, it's a person like there's armor that like sort of appears next to Kawa, like over top of him, kind of. Um, it very much looks like Kawa's armor. Like it's green. It's like a. It's like it's like Darth Kawa, basically. <laughs> like it looks like the like ninja that he is all the time. It's definitely a rider. Um, well, like it, I'm assuming that that's just sort of like what he's becoming. Like his like ultimate form becomes like that. Um, all right, but so like, wait, while we're talking, I'm gonna send you the picture. Okay, but it is it is a thing that's like standing over top of him, kind of. It is. I so I didn't notice it was next to him at first. I thought it was him in that suit right away. Yeah, but I had to go back and watch it a couple times. To... Looks like it's his suit. That's just full the fancier. On. Yeah. So the it... real question is, or two real questions. Now that I think about it, Sumi made her wish, uh-huh. or cried, or whatever she did. So did she actually wish Ace? back or did she wish for ace version 2.0 because if she has that power she wished kawa's new form then too yeah maybe, maybe that's what she can do right now just like wish for sick ass toys 
And along with that, I was thinking about it when we were talking about the the premium cards that we saw, and they had uh, Buffa and Kawa's things on them. Does those premium cards tied to their supporters helping their people turn into their ultimate forms? Probably. Yeah, that totally is probably it. Because like, especially like the black card lines with, up with, with the black, what we're with the black seeing here. Suit and exactly. His new ragey form. Super, super dark black Kawa. Because also, if you remember, when... Um, when Baroba and Kekera like were talking about their visa to stay in this world, it was worded as like with Kekera's especially like till I get my ideal laugh or something like that, right? Um, and like Kekera, the the way he words it when he sees what Kewa does, he says like like this is what I wanted to see the whole time or something. Like this is this is what I was looking for. Like he 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 presents it as like a like this is the ultimate thing that I was here for. Um, so I think. I think, yeah, maybe that is, maybe that is the, like, we've reached my potential. I've got this card. This is the thing that lets you, you know, become crazy Darth Kawa version. And it's crazy that from someone actually seemed like Kawa's friend in the beginning. Yeah. His end game was, I guess at this point, I'll say his end game was getting Sarah killed so that Kawa hawks out. Yeah. All I mean, that, <laughs> that's, that's been his thing since the, like convincing Sarah to become a writer who was basically like, get her in danger and get her killed. <laughs> well, good job, buddy. You did it. He finally did it. Yeah. Um, and th- this really felt like a death, like the, the Sarah death felt like a death that was really earned too. like they'd, the, the whole series had done a really good job. I think of making Sarah a likable character. Like she was very, always very starstruck about Ace and Neon. And that was super cute. All of her interactions and protection of Kawa was always very cute. Um, but they like, they kept her in the mix, even without being a writer, the whole show. Then they finally made her a writer. You loved that even more. And then just lately it was like, she was helping Neon. They were becoming close. Like, like she was, but she was a lovable character that they only made more and more lovable as they went on. And then they just freaking kill her. <laughs> Which is uh, almost the, like, I mean, my only at, at other reference point right now, that's, that's all very black sun to me. Yeah. Just to, to go back to my, my current reference, just because like they do the same thing, just way more aggressively in black sun, where it's a setup of we're going to make you feel something about this scene. And I'm just going to like punch you in the stomach 30 seconds later. For sure. And it wasn't like as, violent or dramatic as a black sun gets but it's the same thing like we're gonna make sure you're attached because once you're attached we're just gonna take them away from you yeah absolutely and like you know i think geats has done has done a bunch of deaths and a bunch of people that have you know gone away um but most of them haven't really been this impactful because it's been a lot of people who we haven't had for too long right like it's like oh the um what's her name uh the common writer Lobo girl or whatever is gone. Like, Lobo, well, she, you're, you're yeah. your, most, your most favorite of people. Exactly. Like she, you know, she wasn't around for super long and then it's like, oh, she's gone. Okay. Who cares? Um, the, are the, the, the old guy who, who they had to like lug around for a little bit. Like, okay. Yeah, he was fine. But like, I never really got super attached. Uh, but yeah, in this one, it really for sure made sure that the uh, emotional knife twisted. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I'm super excited for the next episode to see, what this whole new Kawa suits all about. And, and, I'm, and, and I'm sure we will see, cause they're I'm pretty sure. good about falling shit up right away. I'm also interested to know whether Kawa is just like full on, like I am the night vengeance mode at this point or, or what the deal is. 
but we shall see. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's going to do it for us for episode 40 here of common writer geats and the comment writers. Uh, again, if you want to send us emails, send those over to cast at common sucks.com. Of course, uh, like, and subscribe on the YouTube channel or in your favorite podcasting app. So you always know when our new episodes drop. And, uh, if you like what we're doing and you want more of it, consider joining the Patreon. It's only three bucks a month for extra additional fun content. Uh, as Toby has mentioned, we are finishing up our watched react of coming out of black sun. So if you sign up now, you can see that whole season that we have watched, uh, together, and uh talked over and, and been very confused at points and, and and joked over at points that's been really fun to go through together and um yeah getting ready to start the next one which is sounding like it might be common writer x-aid that we're gonna common writer Fortnite. that's right <laughs> <laughs> so yeah get in on the ground floor there and uh, of course join the discord community there with us too uh, it's a fun fun place to hang out but yeah, I think that's going to do it for us. Uh, we will wrap this episode up. We hope you join us again next time to talk about episode 41. And in the meantime, have a great week, everybody. Peace. I'm taking shots at the enemy. I'm going to make it to the top, leave a legacy. If I got something to say, you better let me speak. Turn it up a new degree. Bitch, you ain't seen anything. I pop off with the new rock. Electronic, blow the sonic roof up. I'm too honest when I take